Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? Guess what? I have a treat. I have an in-guest studio. Her name is Casey Van Norman. I, I, we rarely have in guest studio, uh, wait, studios in guest is what I'm trying to say. So I'm so excited to have my guest. I'll get to my guest in just a second, but this is going to be part one of two shows. Okay. So we're going to do part one and then tomorrow you guys are going to hear part two. I want you to come back and catch part two because in part two, we're going to be talking about her book. Nothing wasted. God uses the stuff you wouldn't. And isn't that the truth? It's an, a really important book. Um, and I just kind of want to throw it out there a little bit about what the book's about. If you're not able to tune in tomorrow, nothing wasted. God uses the small stuff basically um, is saying everything, everything in your past that you have gone through, there is a purpose for. And uh, Casey's point is your past does define you when you give it to the Lord. And I'll let her shed some light on that here in just a second. Uh, Thank you for turning in, uh, tuning in. Um, I want to say those of you that follow us along on social, I love you. I love you guys so much. We're getting and Kate Cassie. Oh my goodness, Cassie, Casey. Um, we are getting so many incredible messages. I think just. I mean, we've always gotten incredible messages. You guys are amazing. But last night we got a message from a woman who was reading Gangster Prayer and bought three books for her friends. Cassie, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and she's on hospice and, um, I just would like to publicly pray for her if we could, just before we get into the show. So I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to pray for God to touch her body, um, in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we lift up this precious woman. I don't want to give her name out over the air because I don't have her permission to do this, but God, I just pray that you would touch her body. I thank you, Lord, that she ministered to me in a great way last night. Um, I thank you for the encouragement, Lord, that you send uh, along our ways. I thank you that you bring ministers to minister to ministers. And God, I just, I lift up her body to you right now. I lift up her mind, God, as she is uh, struggling through um, this illness, Lord. And God, we, we just ask for you to heal her body in the name of Jesus, God. We ask you to come in and do the impossible in the name of Jesus. And God, we trust you. We trust you with our very lives. We trust you with our families. We trust you with our futures, God, because who do we have besides you? God, I pray that you would bless her and heal her in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for praying along with me. If you would just, I don't want to give out her name. We'll call her Jane. Let's just call her Jane. Okay, let's give her a name. Um, but uh, she blessed me so much. And it's all because of the connection that we have on social media. Listen, we answer 100% of our messages that come in, 100% of our emails. And then I say that, and then you guys are like, well, you didn't answer mine. We're not perfect, but 
we try to be uh, uh, because God cares about the one. He left the 99 to care for the one. And um, we are trying to minister and trying to care for every single one that comes in. So keep them those messages coming. And thank you guys so much for uh, your support of the ministry. We're, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that so many of you guys support us out there. We love, love, love you so much. Let me get to my guest in studio today. Uh, now, I'm going to read her bio, but she's, you know, basically a genius is 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 what this bio is going to tell you. Her name is Casey Van Norman. She's a professional counselor, which, by the way, I am um, I'm really into counseling. I think it is incredible. I'm pointing at her. Bible teacher, the author of several books. Um, She writes, she teaches about the love that redeemed her life and the shame of her past infidelity. Um, She is the founder of Northway Farms, which I want to talk about, a nonprofit serving homeless women in her community. She travels and teaches to thousands each year as a ministry speaker, and she lives in Texas with her husband and their two children, and she's written a book that we'll get to the bulk of the content tomorrow. Welcome to the show, Casey. Autumn, this is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so, I feel, I want to be your friend so I can borrow your shirt. (laughs) You guys, I got this. It's kind of so cute. Is it plastic? I feel bad saying it. See, this is hard for me. I don't know how you do this every week. Oh, this? On the, yes, live. And then I'm just sitting here looking at this really cute shirt for the (laughs) listeners to know. It's kind of a rust color. It's got cute puffy sleeves. Not puffy, but. It's but, pl- it's kind of plastic looking. It, no, it's like a leather look really? to it. Yeah. Does it look leather? No. Yes. Yes, know. it does. Just yes. ask me. Yes. Yeah. I got it at Target. <laughs> no, as we funny. discussed before we went on air, I think it was like eighteen ninety nine. So great. I'm telling you, Target has, has the best buyers There's, ever. It's so good. I yeah. go in there and I'm like, geniuses run this. Give them place. a lot of money. I know. Right? I give them a lot of money. <laughs> I did, I also said I had pants that matched, but let's just say they weren't fitting correctly this cute. morning, so I had to take them off and you know put on jeans. Um. Anyway, you have two kids. Yes, I have. 14 and 11, boy and girl. Are we twins? Crazy. I have a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old. And we're 39. And two four-year-olds. You need a set of four Went to another level there. <laughs> went to another level. Um, wait, so is Emma Grace your 14-year-old? Emma Grace is my 14-year-old. Yes. I have a Grace. Stop it. 14-year-old. Stop it. When did she turn 14? August. Mine August. turned October. Okay, they're close. And Lake is and your Lake, son? Yeah. And he's 11. He's 11. And when did he turn 11? April. Really? That's that's it's super crazy. It's like I'm looking at my twin. A- Except she's so cute with I- the short hair bob and, you know, doesn't look anything like me. But she's adorable. Yeah. Isn't she? Isn't she, guys? Thanks, guys. So, how is it? How is it? Uh, you, uh, I need everyone needs some eyelashes. Yes. Listen, eyelashes Please. are my life. Um, tell me about raising a... Um, 14 year old in your experience how's it going I I'll be honest with you I feel bad even saying it she is she's amazing she's angelic I can't it's horrible I mean I feel horrible saying it when I'm talking to someone and they're telling me about all the teenage crisis but this listen I'm married to a cowboy okay and if you can't rope it (laughs) or ride it um or prod it then you just got to wait it out, you know? So he is the most stable, uh, 
overly confident. He will tell you, man, I'm learning. I've got issues, too. He's 42. He's, mm-hmm. he's now, for the first time in our marriage of 20 years, telling me he's got issues. <laughs> anyway, he's just super calm and confident, and she just is like him. And I love it. Yeah. So I'm constantly, because I was not. Yeah. I mean, I was so insecure as a 14-year-old girl. Me, too. So many issues. And so for her to be like, eh, I don't care if they like me. It's fine. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know. <laughs> I know. I was like psychotic at 14. I still I haven't changed much. But uh, my 14-year-old is the same way. Uh, see? She's like all of these. The now, precious now, love I know, of Jesus. Listen, we're, I'm going to get emails and people are going to say, really, it's coming. Because uh-huh. I inevitably, every time I shout my 14-year-old's praises, they they send me messages. Yeah. But man, she's a she's like my buddy. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she's like, and she, te- Emma Grace teaches me. Mm. That's what I love is that she teaches me thing, you know, gaps in my own personality she fills. Mm. And I love that the Lord is, has done that work. I mean, yeah. that is only the Lord mm. and I get it and stuff is going to happen. And, you know, that's the work that I do is trauma recovery and counseling. And I deal with that every day and I know, but for now I am claiming <laughs> The the redemption of, of generational legacy here. And my I grace will serious. tell me she'll be like, Mom, I don't wanna be like those other girls that are like disrespectful. Like she'll watch uh shows and I won't tell you what network she watches them on, but um she'll be like, They're so disrespectful and mm, I'm like, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> don't you be yeah, like those please. Kids. <laughs> yes. How about raising an eleven year old? Man, he just loves him some baseball and <laughs> <laughs> I just let him take all his, you know, whatever he's got in there because he is me. Yeah. So here I've got this angelic 14 year old blonde. I mean, truly, she she's fair and has this long blonde hair. And then I've got this son who is already planning out his first tattoo. And oh, that kid. That kid <laughs> like wants to be in the theater, but he's too cool. So, you know, oh, yeah, he's my, acting it all out at home. My, I always say my 11 year old is going on six. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. But he did ask me the other day. He came in. Cassie. I don't know if you're in the room. Sorry. I've got a Casey and a Cassie and it's like messing That's with my, my brain. Um, He came in the other day and he was like, Mom, can I can I get earrings? And I was like, what? Girl, Girl you're 11 we are. <laughs> The same. Lake literally said that to me this week. Did, did he really? I think I want an earring. Is that a thing? <laughs> He's already obsessed with 80s music. He is, like, can tell you every 80s yeah. artist, major. Yeah. it's. I'm like, who are you? I, know. I don't know. I love you. My kids I think love I'm this. cool because I live through the 80s. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, the 80s were awful. It was they terrible. Were awful. They're like, I'm a, my daughter talk about scrunchies. the 90s, though. I'm like. Mm-mm. You don't want a scrunchie? No. And then I go to like any store in the mall and there's tons of how, scrunchies everywhere. Yeah. How do you feel about that though? Do you I don't feel like, like you can redo it? No. If you've I'm done a, it before, can you do it again? N- no. I am a, I rebel. No, I will not wear not scrunchies. Do it again. Are you a scrunchie lover? Do you no, have a scrunchie on no, your... Look, no, I don't have anything to scrunchie. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... You've been married for yes. a hot second. Yeah. Almost 20 Tell years. Tell me about Justin. Well, he's a, let me just say he's this. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy, and he is the guy that has is wearing the same plaid shirt from seventh grade. <laughs> that is Justin. That's the best way to describe. This is what it. Justin says to me on a weekly basis, just like this. Casey, people not thinking about you near as much as you think they thinking about you. <laughs> Aww. 
I know. I love him already. You love him. Yes. I love Welcome it. Welcome to my life. So you've been married for 20 years. Yes. Yes. 20? That thread. is a long time. Oh, by a thread. So when is your thread. anniversary? May. <laughs> I don't know. It's in May May 18th. Every year of May 18th. Oh, my gosh. We're twins. My, my anniversary is May 11th. We've been oh, married. my goodness. We've been married 15 years, though. Still. Yeah. That's weird. That's a big that's time. I know. That's, I know. That's a I lot of time to be invested in studio. something. Um. Did you meet him in school? Then? I did. Yeah, we met in college. Okay. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, I <laughs> was leading I was leading worship and um he was watching from afar. And the first time I saw him was my very first college event, Christian college event, shall I say. So okay. not my first college event, as you'll learn from my story. Um, but my first Christian attempt to hang out in a social gathering and I went to a Halloween party and Justin was there and I tell the story in the book, he was leaning against the, uh, carport, the garage carport. We were all dancing and hanging out and there was rain coming down and he had on like a rain slicker, true cowboy rain slicker with a cowboy hat and the cowboy boots and everything. He was leaned coolly against the wall and the rain was on it, you know, pelting his hat and running down and. Oh my gosh, he was just fine. <laughs> he was just fine. I was wondering if that's where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, and I was I like leaned over to my friend and I was like, "Who is that? That cow that dressed up cowboy in costume, you know, who he is really?" And she's like, "No, that's that's really <laughs> That's, actual that's what he wears every day." That's <laughs> <laughs> really So, that's just Justin, he's steady, he's he's cool, he's confident, he comes from super attached, you know, wonderful, healthy home life, mm. um, really conservative uh, Christian home life. And so that was a lot of the um, working out of our marriage. And that's why we almost lost our mm. marriage is because you've got me completely unattached, completely insecure, um, loads of shame, loads of fear. And then you've got this guy who is just truly secure. Mm. I mean, truly loves the Lord. And believes that he's loved by God. You know, and that was the difference. I loved Jesus, but I, um, because of my background, really questioned if he loved me back. Mm. Okay, so I want to get into that and and just your story. You have a lot. We're going to go through a lot and just, um, we're going to go there today. I feel like I feel like we should. Sometimes, we should. Um, yeah. you know, we've got a guest in studio that's really transparent. And you know I love a transparent <laughs> guest. But um, she's just so you know, if there's kids in the car, I know a lot of you guys go pick up your kids and stuff like that. We're going to be talking about um, uh, rape. That's going to be adultery is going to be part of our conversation today. So just just uh, understand if you need to if you need to catch the podcast, we we absolutely don't mind you turning the radio off. Um, so you've been married to Justin for 20 years, but yeah. I want to hear about your upbringing and. Um, I know you were a church girl. Yeah. And so tell me about sort of, uh, your life and we are going to get to the book, nothing wasted, which Casey Van Norman wrote. It just released a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm going to want you to pick that up, but we will be doing a part two show tomorrow all about the book. Um, tell me about your upbringing. So grew up in East Texas, Bible belt of the world, really easy to be a Christian. And, you know, that was where I went to escape kind of my my fractured home life. So here I've got this not volatile home life, but um, extremely dysfunctional and a lot of alcoholism, a lot of depression. Uh, my parents are off and on, off and on, 
they separate when I'm nine and my dad just leaves. My dad leaves. And because we are, um, none of us ever for generations have ever really talked about our feelings, Mm. which is where it starts is you have no emotional compass. And so if your parents and their parents had no emotional compass or no safety to talk about their feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, or their weaknesses or their questions, if there wasn't a safe place to do that. And let me clarify what I mean by that, because we throw that world, that word around a lot right now, especially in the mental health world. Safety biblically is just any time there's a love that will not use our honesty against us. Any time you're in the room with someone or um, and you just know that no matter what you say, the worst thing you could possibly say, the most honest place you get, they're not going to turn it around and use it on you. Mm. And uh, when we say we don't have a safe environment, that's that's really what we're saying. And so I kind of grew up in that. Now, I can look back, of course, now as a 40 year old woman almost and say, my parents didn't know that Mm. they didn't even know how to speak that to me. So there's been so much healing there with my, my family, my parents, my mom has passed actually. Mm, Um, thank you. And, um, my dad and I are not super close, but there's been a ton of reconciliation and freedom for me to share this Mm. story. But, um, I just struggled as so many women do with insecurity, rejection, mm-hmm. all of that. You know, why did my dad leave? If if I was worth it, mm-hmm. if I was worth loving, then why did he go? And that's where it started. But I'm young and I don't know how to process that. I don't know how to put any of that into practical terms for me. And I certainly don't know at 9, 10, 11 how to bring that before the Lord and trust him. So I'm going to church where, you know, the Disney world of Christians yeah. <laughs> and hoping that if I just stay there, that will eventually look that way. But it really just got worse at home. And um, at, at 15 years old, this was a big turning point in my life. At 15 years old, a True Love Awaits conference. So you grew oh. up in the 80s and 90s. You know oh. exactly what I'm talking Girl. about. Girl, uh, yes. True yes. Love Awaits was a big deal, not throwing them under the bus either, but it, it's not so much of a big deal anymore. It was uh, like a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon. It was everywhere. Yeah. It went everywhere. And that's what that's what happened. So at my local church, I'm a teenager, and, and at my local church, my youth pastor brings in the True Love Waits Conference. Mm-hmm. And it's like smoke and, you know, uh, pure. you're going, the whole point is for listeners who don't know what that is, um, you are there to profess your purity and promise your purity to the Lord. And so you are signing a contract, literally putting on a ring on your wedding finger um, to say, I am not going to have sex until I'm married. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm promising the Lord. Abstinence. Abstinence. Yes. Until I'm married. And we want to honor the Lord with our body and all that. So here I am. I am wrestling with all this internal, you know, um, rejection and who is God and basic questions of any teenager. And I mean every bit of this. I walk forward and there's like this gorgeous uh, boy band, Justin Bieber boy band, like seven on stage in their hair and their dark skin. And it's like, wow, don't have sex with me. <laughs> that was that was not the True Love Waits conference I went no, to. <laughs> no, I think we there had no boy band. No, <laughs> we had I extra. think they separated the boys and the girls. And no, like, this was a big like 
extra, my youth pastor must have had an extra money in the budget that he paid for this because they brought in legit. Wow. Yeah. And we, I mean, we walked down like in a, like an altar. Like a robe? Like a wedding. Oh, a wedding. Like yeah. a robe. Like a robe. I don't know what I'm thinking. Hey, no. I mean, that would have added a whole nother. And we, we do this contract and we sign in all the, all my friends and their dads were there. Your dad's supposed to come and he signs it with you and you get this ring and. And my dad's not there, but man, I am like meaning every bit of it. Mm. So here I am. I put this ring on. I'm so proud of this choice that I've made. And I, as far as I know, mean this Mm. promise to God. And three months later, I was brutally molested and raped by an older man. And, and honestly, Autumn, that I, I don't even want that part of the story to get the highlight. We can talk about that, but the internal trauma is mm. what I address in the book of any kind of um, this stripping away of, of what you think you know. And so in that moment, the big turning point for me that would lead to absolute fallout in my life is, God, I kept my promise, but you did not keep yours. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Let's pause there for a second <clears throat> because I know I want I want to talk about this. I come from a background where I was abused for seven years mm. um, in a relationship. So I, I understand this, um, <clears throat> this whole arena, if you will, yeah. of uh, this world that that a lot of people don't ever experience, but a lot of people do. Yes. And a lot of people say they don't experience it, but they're just keeping it a secret. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about this for uh, just a second, because I know inevitably we we will have people that that are ears are perked up because they don't know what to do. Um, was it someone that you knew? Can I ask that? Was it were they in your 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 peer group? Not peer group, I guess, if they were older. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they were um, not in my peer group already gone to college and and came back home for the summer okay yeah okay and i i had a true setup oh um, like a uh, premeditated i mean he really planned this out and premeditated this whole thing and and uh, i was young 15 years old had never even had my first kiss or boyfriend mm. and this was my first experience with intimacy you know and so we can talk about that more. I mean, you you know, this is just, this is leading to what I say, absolute fallout in my life. So you, this happens to you, which it's happened to a lot of people. And I love that you just brought up the mental side of it because it's one thing for you to go through a physical whatever. But I remember being abused by my first husband and I would say to myself, um, I wish he would just physically hit me mm. rather than him de- go, going through some of the mental side of, yeah. of what we went through, of what I went through personally with that. And a lot of it was me um, uh, looking at God the way that my first husband looked at me. So I thought that God hated me right. for a long time. Man. And you sort of have some of that that mental stuff that went on in your life as well. God, I kept my promise to you. I, I, I was going to be pure until I got married. But wh- where are you? Where are you? You're this promise-keeping God. Where are you? Talk to me about that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the lie for all of us is that first, you know, the first thing that Satan says, <laughs> the very beginning is, did God really say? That's yeah. the first, those four words. And if you're if you're thinking those four words over and over, you can be pretty sure you're, you're handling a lie, a 
of some mm. sort. If anything is, you know, uh, that's a precursor to any statement. And that was, um, you know, where that's where Satan wants to keep us. Mm. And so he's watching our life. Satan, the enemy is studying my yeah. life. Mm. The enemy knew that I had all of these issues. He's not reading my mind. He's not an internal uh, omnipotent sovereign force. He's not, he can't, he, Satan doesn't know the future any more than I know the future. Yeah. All he has is what he watches us do, these patterns of behavior and what he, he sees on the outside. And we give him, we give him loads of artillery, by mm. the way, in what we say and how we treat people in the way that people treat us. And so he just uses that over and over. He just repeats the same sad four words. Did God really say, mm. and if he can get us into isolation, yeah. Or if there is a trauma that happens to us and he can get us, he can get right in there on the on the heels of that trauma and start to just whisper those four words over and over and over. It is going to do a number on us internally. Mm. Um, I <sighs> running out of time for this show. I, I want to just pick up your story then again tomorrow. Um, th- this kind of led to adultery in your marriage and yeah. um, just some um, some crazy things that happen. I-, I want you to tune in with me tomorrow so we can pick up. We, we will, uh, like, as soon as I close the show, we're going to pick up this conversation. Her book, though, if you cannot tune in tomorrow, make sure you podcast it. You can go to my website, autumnmiles.com, and um, you, can po- you can listen to the podcast. Um, Casey Van Norman, the book is called um, Nothing Wasted. God Uses the Stuff You Wouldn't. You can get it anywhere books are sold. It is already out. Go to your Barnes & Noble or wherever it is that you shop and um, and pick it up. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening. And join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.